Down and down again. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't find her. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. What happened? What happened? CM Punk just got his ass whooped, is what happened. That is quote the Jim Ross nevermore. Um, that was a way to frustrate people, that was a way to excite people. That was a way to intrigue people. That was a way to confuse people. And what a way to do it two weeks before your biggest pay-per-view of the year. This is a special episode. Episode 252 of I See Things a Little Differently. And do not be confused by the numbers. I was actually... uh, It's funny how earlier today I just recorded two episodes of Breaking Bad and Bear Call Saul that were going to be put in September. And so I'm uploading a bunch of shows for Wednesday shows. And so I didn't realize how many Wednesday shows I had because we're still just on, we just only done episode two of the Blacklist series. We still have four more of those or five more of those to go. And so I'm finishing September or whatever. And I realized that September, it's completely full. We legitimately have The Sandman coming up. We have Breaking Bad, Bear Call Saul, and then Season 3 of The Blacklist is in September. October, we will have She-Hulk, Black Adam, The Blacklist. So we have a full couple months here, or three, maybe even the last four months of the year for the Wednesday show. I'm super excited about it. Also, as of today, because it's technically Wednesday, so you guys can listen to Wednesday and Monday Mix, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and... Aquaman have been pushed back until next year, which was kind of expected. It looks like they're putting all their eggs into the Flash. Um, so it's one of those situations where it's been an interesting day. And for me, in my opinion, one of the most hyped seven days of AEW history. And to me, I was not disappointed. I was very much thinking about this since it was announced last week but then i knew they were going to do something i knew they were going to do something the minute they announced the main event as death triangle versus the united empire i said oh this isn't main eventing there's something going on and AEW puts themselves in such a box because they don't do fuck finishes hardly ever i very few times. You can kind of one hand they've done fuck finishes. And and even me saying a fuck finish is stretching it. Because they just refuse to do them. Which is fine. They're, they First of all, they have their uses. It's just when you overuse them, then they lose that. Right? And I was like, okay, something's happening. We already knew something was happening. This was like going to be the biggest match in AEW history. The first time the world championship had been split and now we're bringing it back together you have the biggest draw for aew and punk as far as name that they've gotten you have the heart of aew though if we're being honest the heart of professional wrestling the last decade ever since moxley's moxley's gone so solo in wwe till now he has been on a roll championships groups think about this 
if they keep the beat Blackpool Combat Club a thing for a year or two, they they won't be as influential as the Shield, but they can be as great. They've already been they've only been around for what four or five months and they have gold. They're draped in gold. They're draped in great matches already. This was a very important night for AEW. And in one of the rare times after I saw something, I went into the comments. I had to see what people were saying. I went on Twitter. I went through Instagram. I just wanted to see the frustration, the excitement. I wanted to see it all. I wanted to feel it all. And I wasn't disappointed. Um, and so we're going to get to that in a second. Let's start off with the AEW talent meeting. So it was announced that AEW was going to have a talent meeting essentially to quell some of the rumors down and put some things in perspective. Apparently, uh, uh, Tony Khan was very hyped and very impassioned and trying to assure people that, hey, you know, things will get better. We're, we're putting certain things, certain infrastructures in place. So you guys can feel more more comfortable coming to me. I can, I'll make myself more available if you guys need me to. So essentially it was, hey, let's get to business. We have the biggest show of the year. And we need to all focus on that and moving forward. Especially since now this is a real war for talent now. If it wasn't before, it is now. You know? And so um, it's one of those things where you want everyone to be happy because you want people to resign. Even if they are happy and they don't resign, they, they just want to go to WWE, right? Some, some people just want that. Some people, WWE is still the fucking dream. And Tony Khan had said, they said, hey, look, you guys, like, I get some of the dream is going to be WWE, but no one's been in this position since WCW. We have a great thing going. Let's keep it going. So apparently it was a very productive talent meeting. So Dynamite started with Daniel Garcia and Chris Jericho in the ring. And... Garcia just cut a good promo. He started a couple times, but it's all good. Uh, he just said, hey, you know, you, you trying to make me choose between you and my hero. You know? And he was like, you ruined that moment when he was trying to shake my hand. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I still think he's going to beat down Brian. I, I don't think Brian, Daniel Bryan's losing that all out. I, I think Jericho's, I think Jericho's going to lose that match, but I don't think Garcia's going anywhere. Um, but this was a good... A good promo battle between both of them. Jericho ends up on his ass. And then Brian ends up you know, challenging him to a match. And tonight, Jericho then said, no, let's do it all out. So that's um, that's the big match. And it's funny because I didn't see this coming. But I guess I wasn't... I guess with Jericho, it's so... I guess Jericho, he's such a big name. You have to put him somewhere. And I guess sometimes I, I just fancy book in my mind certain things i'm like oh yeah i don't know why i thought that and i think that's one of those situations anyways um this was good good stuff a good way to start it off they don't normally start for talking but i thought this was good to get this out of the way especially since what we we're going to see later was uh kind of important a few things jay lethal versus dax harwood it started off as a one-on-one match ends up turning out until sanjay duck comes out and then lethal rolls up dax and holds the tights for the pin um let me tell you guys something. I know someone asked me via email. I said, are you mad about the way they're bucking Jay Lethal? First of all, if you were told me Jay Lethal would be almost a year into his run with AEW. And he main evented Final Destination ROH pay-per-view. He was then on the Supercar of Honor show, which I saw live. I was actually there. And that he's not just on Rampage or Dark, but he's literally all over the show. And he's featured prominently 
I did not see that coming. If I'm being honest with you guys, I was one of the happy. I remember watching, was it Full Gear last year when he announced that he was there? And I remember I texted Jonathan Esther and I was like, yo, Jay fucking lethal. That's awesome. Um, and I, I think I told him, or I probably just said to myself, I think I told him, I was like, man, he's going to be on Dark a lot, but that's still fucking cool to see him get some recognition, man. I was just excited to have him there. And he's a huge part of the show. Like, he's wrestling a, a lot. He's he, he's wrestled Adam Cole. He's wrestled, he's going to be wrestled, he's wrestled Wardlow. Like, he's in the mix. Like, I don't see him winning any championships anytime soon. He might get a token run down the road. But he's he's prominently featured and he's getting wins, you know. So I can't really no. I, I'm super happy he got the win. I kind of figured he would because they're gonna lose <laughs> at, at all at all out. But they're gonna lose and it's gonna be very very fucking interesting. So I was thinking this entire time the trios match at all out would be FTR and Wardlow versus Sing, Dutt and Lethal. Well, Sang said, no, we didn't tell you who our partners were. They're bringing in the fucking Motor City Machine Guns, which is awesome. Which I, I believe this is their first time going to be appearing um, on AEW as a team. So that is super exciting. Um, what a tr- tr- First of all, we're going to have two trios matches on that night that are going to probably... Well, this one's probably going to steal the show. Because if things are going the way I think they're going... We actually might have three trios show three trios matches on that show, which that seems like a lot actually. To be honest with you, um, but I, <laughs> all right. So if the booking is going to where I think it's going, because I remember I first said until I didn't until I saw them in the, in the trios tournament, then I'm like I got I got taken off my game. But the first thing I said was the trios match is going to happen at All Out was going to be Miro, Darby, and Sting versus House of Black. That's still going to be a fun tag team match. I don't think it's going to steal a show. Now that you have the Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR, Wardlow, and Jay, there's no way it doesn't steal a show. Because I'm assuming Black Order are going to... Going to because there's a mystery party with Black Order. I didn't even know that until they did tonight. But I'm, I have to assume that Black Order is going to be in the finals against Kenny Omega and the Bucks. And think about this. Two weeks in a row we're getting this. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm too excited. This week, we saw Pac and Will Ospreay in the ring. Next week, we're seeing Kenny Omega and fucking Will Ospreay in the ring together. I'm... I, I'm... That's... What? What a road to fucking All Out we're getting right now. Super exciting. I wish I could be there. Um. Anyways. So, that was announced. Uh, then you we cut to Thunder Rosa, who's, like, fighting back tears. You can see it immediately. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And immediately, she just says, due to an injury, which we don't know the extent of the injury yet, uh, she has to, uh, she's not forfeiting, but she's currently just going to take a leave of absence. There will be an interim champion crowned it all out. And the names on this list, we will have the returning Sheeta, who I think Sheeta's only been on Dark and Dark Elevation. We haven't seen her, at least I haven't seen her. I, don't, I watch Dynamite every week. I don't think I've seen her on Dynamite in months. Uh, we have Sheeta in the in the four-way match. We have Tony Storm, who was originally the number one contender in the match. We have Britt Baker, and we have Jamie Hayter. I'm assuming this is just going to be Storm getting the interim championship, and then we have them collide once Thunder Rosa comes back, however long that's going to be. Um, that's still going to be a hell of a match. Um, but so glad to see Sheeta back, and she came back tonight as well to make a save. We'll get to that in a second. But um, heal up, champ, and uh, you will be missed.
Colton Gunn defeated Billy Gunn as the Gun Club. Officially accept Stokely Hathaway's invitation to be a part of his group. And then at the end, when they start beating down the acclaimed and uh, Billy Gunn, Swerve and Our Glory make the save. And it turned out they made the save for a reason. They made the save because they challenged the acclaimed to a tag team championship match at All Out. That should be a good one. I don't see the acclaimed winning. But if they did, it would be a nice surprise. Those tag team championships just look too good around the waist of Keith Lee or the shoulder of Keith Lee and Swerve Scott right now. And they're having great tag team matches. I feel like the acclaims time will come. This is just a good way to prominently feature them. But I, I don't think they're going to win those belts. We'll get to predictions down the road. But this should be a good, good match. And here we have it. We have, Well, let's know. Before we get to that, we had a storyline on Dark where uh, Casey Lynn, or Kaylee Lynn, excuse me, beat up Britt Baker. And it was to set up a match for Kaylee Lynn, who's gotten more time on Dynamite the last two weeks than she has before, against Britt Baker. Britt Baker won this match by tap out, or yell out, or whatever you want to say. And, um, yeah, just more time for Kaylee Lynn, and uh, a way for Britt Baker to say, hey, I'm in it, I'm going to win my championship back. Uh, then we had the... One of the biggest matches in Dynamite history, John Moxley, CM Punk, World Championship. Punk got a lot of booze here. Look here. If you if, first of all, the internet has been on fire this last week. People have been saying the words Triple H said they were so true. They've aged well, and boy, oh boy, people have come for Punk's neck. Punk's had to come out multiple times and essentially be like, "Hey, this has been the best year of my career," et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I kind of expected this. Like, Punk is, because once again, Punk is, Punk and Sasha Banks are like the modern day version of Steve Austin. When they're not happy, they make it known they're not happy. Which, when you have people who work regular jobs and they just want to be entertained, they don't want to hear that. So I understand that to a degree. At the same time, when you go to the bar and you pull out your frustrations for an audience, usually your coworkers, how many of those coworkers care? I'm not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong. I find it all to be quite entertaining because I think people are fucking crazy. We're all fucking crazy in some kind of way, shape, form, or fashion. But then there was a big punk, let's go punk, let's go Moxley chant. And this was Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes. This was Brock Lesnar and John Cena. We have to remember, this wasn't the first squash in a big-time main event in, D- in Dynamite history. When Brody Lee squashed Cody Rhodes, that was very shocking at the time. Very shocking for the Dark Order to finally take their place as a bigger faction under Brody Lee's realm. Unfortunately, as we know, Brody Lee passed away, and that was uh, kind of taken from us. But um, also, I feel like... <laughs> That story was kind of weird anyway, because when Cody came back, he won in a dog collar match. And then it was just kind of over. And so, which was Brody Lee's last match before he passed away, actually. There's more to this story, obviously. But when you first... I remember I was writing those down. Just writing those down. Look, It's going to start slow, you know, chain wrestling and stuff like that. And I, vividly, I'm looking back and forth. All of a sudden, I look up and I see Moxley just go and run and start beating Punk down. And he's like giving the middle finger to the rep. I'm like, hmm, didn't see this kind of start coming. But, you know, it makes sense. Like, 
you know, Punk said he's in Moxley's head. Punk said he's not the best in the world, and Moxley's out to prove it. So I'm like, this makes sense. So I sat there and watched. I stopped writing. I think I was writing music. I stopped writing whatever I was writing, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm watching, and Punk is just getting fucking destroyed. And then all of a sudden, Punk hits him with a a, a, a high kick, and all of a sudden he goes down. His foot hurts. I'm like, okay, this is gonna play to the story. And I'm still thinking in my mind, all right, Punk's going to win, you know, but this is going to be like kind of one of those things where he's going to earn Moxley's respect or whatever, blah, 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 right? I'm like, but I'm like, damn, he's selling that foot really good. I'm like, damn, this is interesting. All of a sudden, Moxley, Death Rider. All right, I felt like I was in a video game and someone had showed off and kept spamming their show off and their poses. And all of a sudden, they had a finisher so fast that, I'm like, okay, but you're going to kick out of it. Then all of a sudden, Moxley stands up. He's talking shit. And then Moxley gets up and hits him with another Death Rider. I'm like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden, I see him cover him. I'm like, one. And Punk is motionless. His body is limp and dead. And I'm just like, what the fuck? One, two, three. What? He just pulled... And, that, and, and it is even worse than the Brock Lesnar one. Because I think Cena, at the very beginning of the match, hit an FU. Or an attitude adjustment, whatever, doesn't offend you. I think he hit that. Lesnar kicked out immediately at one. After that was a Brock Lesnar. Punk got one kick and a slap in. He didn't get a finishing move. He didn't get anything. And then Moxley just beat him. And the reason why I could tell this is a part of the story. Moxley then has both belts and all this other stuff. And then Punk is being carried out. He's looking back, and he's, like, in tears. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a great heel turn. You have the booze that play into this. You have the week of whatever these rumors are, if they're true or not, doesn't matter. You have this week that he can look back. It's kind of like with a rock in 2003. He comes back to Canada, and he's about to do his thing. He says, no, no, no. You guys were the first ones to boo. You guys lose all catchphrase privileges. He can go back to this week, the week he's had, the last seven days, where he was interim champion. And if you think about it, excuse me, where he was champion, but he's only with champion in name only. Moxley's been the only one defending that belt up until now. He had Moxley had a harder time with no names. He had a hard time with Brody King. He had a hard time with Jericho. He had a hard time. I'm not calling those people no names, but you get what I'm saying. He had a hard time with guys on Rampage. Then he did CM Punk. Holy shit, what story. That, now this blows my theory away. I have no clue where they're going. And I haven't had time to think about it. And when when we reconvene on Monday, obviously we won't be talking about this same shit. We'll have other news and notes. But I'm going to just give this some serious thought. And I'm going to try to map out my way of thinking where they're going with this. Because we still have no main event. We have a bunch of matches added tonight. Like Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. You know, we had a bunch of matches added tonight. But we have no main event currently. Moxley will be in the main event. Think about the year of Moxley. He comes back from rehab. Has a classic match with Revolution with Brian Danielson. Which he wins. Remember, he's 16-0 this year now. Never not lost. AEW brings out William Regal. He tells them to come together and, 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 and shake hands. They do. We have the formation of the Blackpool Combat Club. So you think he's going to be in the tag team division, which he was supposed to be. Punk then breaks his foot. 
which then means Moxley is inserted into the main event of Forbidden Door, the first jointed pay-per-view of, a, of two companies in a very long time, which was very successful. He gets his dream opponent in Tanahashi. He in the me in the time he gets his dream opponent, he becomes the interim AEW heavyweight champion, the first two-time AEW heavyweight champion. So more history for for John Moxley. This dude's gonna be a fucking Hall of Famer in in, in, in every fucking Hall of Fame possible. The pro for, pro wrestling Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame, where he had two different careers: one as a solo artist and one as a group. And then he's going to be an AEW. This guy is just fucking going to be killing it. So then you have these matches that he has. Every, think about this. Moxley has not been a match this summer where the AEW World Heavyweight Championship was now on the line. Think about the last time we've seen that from a world champion in any company. Where every time they're, they're wrestling, their title is on the fucking line. That's just crazy to me. That's just amazing to me. So, then he comes into this match, and hyped, champ versus champ, you have the real champion, air quotes, no air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, versus the interim champ, and he squashes him. Who's next on this motherfucker's list? I thought this was brilliant, I love this, I love the fact how this makes Punk get become sour, and makes him... It, turns the year upside down makes him unappreciative of the year he's had how you put a title on mjf <laughs> one of the things you could do if we're being 100 percent honest and i'm just i just thought about this i don't like it but i love it moxley mjf new york grand slam dynamite moxley caught uh punk cost moxley a title and helped mjf win officially turning heel in fucking New York. Can you imagine the amount of heat he would get? Just spitballing. I've not thought about this as you guys know. But this is fucking brilliant. Anyways, moving on. Moxley then cuts a promo. It was a pretty good promo. He said, he said is that not the way you were supposed to go? He said, no, this is, everyone asks when their time is. He says, his time is right now. This is just this is good toy time, story time, man. And then our main event, which went about 30 minutes, three commercial breaks, too many commercial breaks for my liking. We had Unite Kingdom versus Death Triangle. This was fantastic. And in the uh, interview before this, we saw them face to face, both teams. And Will Ospreay completely reminded me in the world. I, I completely forgot. Last time him and Pac were in a ring together, they went to a 30 minute time limit. Ospreay is a fucking machine, Pac is the fucking man. And so we have a great six-man tag team match in order to face Kenny Omega and the Bucks. I did not know Kip Sabian because I know um, Pac has been has been uh, defending that All Atlantic Championship on Dark a lot, which I've been meaning to watch. I just haven't watched it. Um, but um, this just this just was a reason to protect Death Triangle. Because Kip Sabian leaves Pac Lang, which I'm assuming means he's the next challenger for the All-Atlantic Championship, which then leaves Death Triangle one man down. Ray Phoenix takes the pinfall, and now we get Ozzy Open, Will Ospreay versus the the Elite next next Wednesday. Um, I, I've always assumed Bucks, this tournament was set up for the Bucks and Kenny to win. Honestly, by, by New Japan bringing over Will Ospreay in the United Kingdom... 
it wouldn't surprise me if they won this tournament all out. Because look, look, Will Osprey finally has the United States the actual physical championship, and you have Aussie Open as the strongweight tag team champion, which the new titles are created. Um, I wouldn't be surprised about that, but I still think this tournament is meant for the Bucks and uh, for the elite to win. But you know what? They surprised us before. Like SC, if you think about SCU, are our first tag team champions. When I, when everyone thought it was gonna be the Bucks for sure, the Bucks end up winning. But it took like I think what a year and a half for them to win. So this was a strong dynamite, very strong main event delivered. The the championship match, no matter what you think about it, it fucking delivered. It, it's it's telling it's about telling a story. And just because you don't know where the story's going, it doesn't mean a damn thing. Think about it. How many people knew where that story with Brock Lesnar and John Cena was? We didn't know. We didn't see it coming. And obviously, if it, if it was what was what it was supposed to be, because originally it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan taking that squash match, we would have expected it. It's the like same way we expected Kofi Kingston to get squashed. And he lost in ten seconds. Like that would have been nothing. But to see John Cena get squashed the way he did, it it, it made that year what twenty fourteen or whatever it was. It made that the year of fucking Brock Lesnar. It made him an unstoppable monster. So it made it was more important for Cena to get squashed. We now we see CM Punk, the top star of this brand, get squashed. Is Cody was the Cody was definitely the face of the brand at the time. We knew Cody was going out of town. We was like filming the big, big, big show, or whatever it's called. So we kind of saw this. We, we didn't see it coming, but we kind of was like, all right, cool. This makes sense in the story. We don't know where this is going. We where does Punk now fit on this All Out card? Where does he fuck? It's two weeks away. Who knows where he fits? Is he going to leave? That's going to be, think about this. That will be two pay-per-views this summer alone in Chicago and with no CM Punk. F, this happens what it is. Or do you like legitimately have him say, hey, I got hurt. I'm feeling better. And Moxley, think about this. Moxley just thought about, Moxley just mocked him for this last week. Writing checks with your mouth, your body can't catch as he wiggle his foot. As if he was doing the fucking hokey pokey or something. Crazy. But think about this. Think about if they have Punk and Moxley rematch. It's a more competitive match. And Moxley still wins. What a mind fuck that is. But if I, I don't I don't I don't see him main eventing though. But that'll be two straight pay-per-views in three months. Not two. Yeah, two straight pay-per-views in three months. We're we're in Chicago and there's no punk. I don't know. I'm I'm believing there's a bigger plan here. I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are excited for it. I hope you guys are angry for it. I hope you guys, if you're punk fans, you're like, what the fuck's going on? I hope you're ov- overall paranoid. It, it, it feels, it, it, this feels right. This feels interesting to me. But that's just me. Maybe I'm too too happy. So, anyways, that is your show, your special show for this week. And uh, I will talk to you guys on Monday. Hope you guys enjoyed this Wednesday show that we had. We, I guess you guys got double upped on. Um, but yeah, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your week. Be blessed. Be safe. I'm just a little chemical and I'm out.